Hey, you're listening to Leah Unleashed Podcast. Hello, everybody, and Merry Christmas. This is Leah Unleashed, and um, we're just here visiting with uh, Sophie and, of course, Jamie, and we're just having a pleasant talk about... uh, a lot of issues and things that I, I kind of think are important right now, the pointed things, the very poignant um, circumstances in our government, as we all know, because of the impeachment debacle. But I got a letter uh, recently from Sandy and Jerry. People send me things all over the place. And I'm going to read some of this to you, and we're going to discuss it. We'll also do it on my show today. But in the letter, it talks about the just unfairness of the impeachment garbage that is going on. And we know, and at least there's most of us know, that this has been ridiculous. They have tried to literally dumped this guy since the day he was in office. I mean, way back, even a year ago, or months ago, might not be a full year, when old Shifty Pie was in that basement in the White House. God only knows what he was doing down there in that secret mm-hmm. basement, having secret meetings. Well, Boy, even, Jamie, even looking at me last like, night on the, on the debate, one of the candidates said, and I can't remember who, which one it was, but one of them said he, he was very proud of himself because two years ago he started, he was like the trailblazer for the impeachment thing. And he, he acknowledged that in the debate last night. But he's a liar. But that was yeah. two years ago. But yeah. just to prove your point uh-huh. that this has been ongoing oh, ever since he's been elected. Absolutely. Go back to Maxine Water. Go back to that woman that said, let's get the M uh, uh, effer and get yeah. him out in front of her 10 year old son. You know, I got elected now and let's move forward and blah, blah, blah. And Maxine Waters, impeach 45, impeach 45. We yeah. have heard it. Yeah. He didn't even have his hand on the Bible when people were saying, get rid of him and we'll find a reason to get rid of him. So shifty shift. No, sorry, buddy. You're just one in line. And you in that sneaky basement like I said, God forbid what you were doing down there, um, were having these secret meetings. And, you know, and this, this is real important. This was before the phone call that they bit their teeth on now. They've changed everything they can to find something. But this was before the phone call. It hadn't even happened with Ukraine. And they were impeaching him, voting to impeach him. There are 23 people in that meeting. 17 of those Democrats voted at that time to impeach him. And the Ukraine phone call, though Biden, bullcrap, all that stuff hadn't even been uh, whispered out of their lips at that time. They're liars. I have never seen such hypocrisy in my life. All right, brings me to, the, to what I want to talk about. So I get this little email from Sandy and Jerry, and they got it from, I believe it was Jerry's cousin. But the point is, it could have been sent from someone else. We didn't write this. But I just thought it was interesting enough um, to share it with you. And uh, so, uh, you know, here we go. 
so the impeachment's already happened, and they were praying to God that it, you know, wouldn't have happened. But right now it has, but it's a joke. But he's saying, let me tell you why it shouldn't have. For eight years, we sat in silent watching Obama divide our nation. He used identity politics. Think about that. He used identity politics and race warfare and class warfare to divide us all. Now, I have to be honest with you. When Obama went into the office, literally went into office, I, of course, didn't support him and I didn't want him, but it wasn't because he was black. It had nothing to do with his color. It was strictly because I didn't like his politics. But when he won, and I'm a major conservative person, anybody that knows me, I'm very transparent. You know where I stand. People, my friends, I'm like an open book. It's hard to keep things hidden in my heart. All right, he got elected, he and his family, until this day, I can be emotional about it, holding hands, walking into the White House that night. I cried, and not because he was elected. I cried because I was so proud of our country. That we've come such a long way. And when he said, I know not everyone voted for me, but when he said, but I want to be your president too. That got me. Mm -hmm. I go, you got me, buddy, on hello. What about mm -hmm. that song? You know that song? <laughs> you had me at hello. You had me at hello. <laughs> you got it. I want you to. Good for you. Uh -huh. And good for the United States of America that we could do this. The first black president ever in our history. And mm -hmm. we, we put him in office, not me. And there were others that didn't. But I recognize that that's what the democracy is about. Uh -huh. The republic is about. The majority of the people put him in office. Now we shut up, support him, let him have a run, let him do what he needed to do and be there for him. Mm -hmm. All right. So I was very free and very honest about that. And as time went on, I didn't like, I didn't like the way things were going down. I had a really hard time with the way things were going down because then I thought, wow, I thought we would be able to trust him. I thought that he cared about all of us and he would bring us together. But Obama didn't bring us together. In those eight years, we sat silent, upset, and frustrated while Obama divided our nation, and he did divide it. He did it with our police, he did it in our health care in any way he could. He did it by apologizing all over the world for how lousy we are as a country. Mm -hmm. I, was so, I was so disappointed. And that's the truth from my heart. He divided our politics. He divided our nation. He used identity politics and race warfare and class warfare to divide us all. Obama thrust the universal health care programs upon us, and we all sat silent. Obama and his administration remo removed monuments, guys, monuments, statues, and plaques, our past, our heritage, from our parks, our plazas, in the cities, our small towns around the nation, as we sat silent. Now, have we as a nation done everything right? Nope. Jamie, you and I have talked about that. Mm -hmm. We don't do everything right. I'm not proud of everything, but I know one thing. 
we are a nation of forgiveness too. And we go forward and we learn from our mistakes and we've done far more important, wonderful things than we ever did the disparaging things. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that Obama and his administration literally sort of like sat on the worst of us and made us look mm-hmm. inferior and um, downtrodden. He took away our pride. He took away the pride of this country. Well, with Obama, it seems like he, you're right, he was very divisive and it was like he, he created two people. It was either the victims or the oppressor. That's all we became. You you fell into one of those two categories as Americans. Absolutely truth. We sat again in silence. Our heritage, our parks, our plazas, all of that were changed and we sat in silence. And in the meantime, we had Hillary and Obama let four Americans die in Benghazi. And I have researched this Benghazi thing. We've talked about it on my show more than a hundred times. I bet tons of times sharing. How could they? But we did. We sat in silence while people at that time were crying out for help, sending emails, help us. Don't let this happen. Help us. And they just shut the door silently behind them. And they watched on a closed circuit TV Can you imagine what they saw watching? And there are videos of this. Very concerned faces, but they watched in silence. We watched Hillary Clinton and Donna Brazile rig a primary against Bernie Sanders. Do you remember that, guys? We watched in silence. We saw Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch, the attorney general at that time, sit on a um, Carmack, only to find that Hillary was exonerated for any crime. While she acid-washed her uh, servers, they're called bleach bits, literally destroyed them. 33,000 deleted emails. Again, we watched in silence. We have watched our duty. We have watched our duly elected president be harassed each and every day for the last three years. Now, that brings me right up to the real, I guess, the pointed moment of this podcast. Three years, guys. We've watched this. Three. Every minute he's been in office, from the day he put his hand and swore on the Bible. And over the last three years, he's put millions of people back to work, brought jobs back to America, stood up for our, in front of our adversaries, and fought like hell to protect our borders. And yet, he and his family and his staff are constantly ridiculed and discarded as we watched in silence. Now, let's bring it up here. Good old Joe Biden leveraging $1 billion of American dollars for his son. 
Do you realize what that was? You talk about a quid pro quo. That's, that's him. That's the guy, the vice president of this country, saying basically, prosecutor, get off of my son's butt. Get out of his life. Quit investigating him, or I'm going to pull this money. Now, you've got six hours to get this done. Did you hear me? Six hours to get it done. What, what time is it now? I'm headed for a plane back to the United States in six hours. You better have that dropped. You better put him away, the prosecutor I'm speaking of, and then you'll have your money. While we stood in silence, do they talk about that? Is that brought up? No, they tried to shove it under the carpet in every direction, just like they did with Hillary and all of her 33,000 emails that were destroyed. Could you do that? Jamie, think about it. Could any of us have done that? What would the FBI have done to us? Yeah, I. I'm, the difference is, and in the way the world is today, unfortunately, Christians, not unfortunately, but Christians and People who believe in the God of the Bible, like he instructs us through order and we are instructed to respect those in authority over us. And so we tend to follow the protocol and we tend to trust in the law and we tend to just like you gave Obama when he won the White House, you know, you gave him your happy tears. I did. But that is because it is ingrained in us. It's who we are to follow this order. And so when somebody who is in authority over us or, you know, who we voted into office does something like this, we still tend to give them our trust and think like there's a reason or it'll work out or whatever. If I did it, no, I wouldn't get away with it because no. I'm underneath Nora. them. Nora. You wouldn't. But I think that's why for so long people have been have had this kind of leeway. And that's why when you're reading this, we've remained silent is because it's us. It's the conservatives yes. who are silent oh, yeah, the because are we follow order. Uh, yes. They don't. They are, they are their own yeah. God and their chaos. And even if you watch the impeachment hearings right now, that's what you see. You see the Republicans, there's more order to their side. We follow the order. There's less objections. There's less interruptions. It's the Democrats that are constantly interrupting the Republicans who are trying to get a point across or whatever. They have no sense of order. And I think it all it goes back to if you believe in the God of the Bible. I think it does too. I think it goes back to believing in the God of the Bible, our God, and the flag of this country, and the honor of this country, and our servicemen, men and women in uniform in this country, they have no respect for. You can go back to what's going on with our borders. You know, every other country has borders. We pay, Jamie, for other countries to protect their borders, and yet in the United States, our left is telling us we don't need that protection. Just to finish up on this, and I've kind of jumped in and out of what this person, I've added to his statement, but we don't know who he is anyway. But I just thought whoever this guy is, cousin Helgeson, let's just say, and he put together something that he either added to it or got it from someone else. It could be on the internet, we're gonna post it. Uh, but the most important part of this is that we are in silence no more because we aren't sitting in silence 
anymore. I can be more out there um, with my opinion and in their other opinion. I bring them on the show. I, I'm glad, gladly bringing different opinions on the show, but people don't often, the left kind of like we invite on, they're always saying, no, thank you. And I wonder why. But you know what? I don't really care because we're not going to be in silent anymore. So the years uh, ago, uh, this is interesting. This was from the script here. Tread lightly, he says. This writer, tread lightly. Years ago, the Japanese leader said, I fear we have awakened the sleepy giant. Remember Pearl Harbor, guys. Remember the desolation of what happened on that day. And all the men and women that gave up their lives. I, I, it's such a cowardly thing that the Japanese did at that time. But the leader of that country said, I fear, I love it. We, and this is, we have awakened the sleepy giant. The silent majority are pissed off. And guess what, guys? All over the country now, all over. I go. I can't go anywhere that I don't have people come up and say, right on, or you're right about that, or even if they're a little weird to me, like they don't agree, they still say that, that, that this Democratic Party is not the party that their dads were. Well, I'm a Democrat. My family, grew, I grew up a Democrat. My father would turn over in his grave if he saw what was going on in this country right now. So this isn't the Democratic Party that we loved. I mean, we had different values maybe, but we, we, we had a core value that was so alike. And now today, God forbid, if you even say the word God or Merry Christmas. And by the way, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, I guess we'll leave it at that right now. Uh, I feel like our country is being um, attacked within. And you know, that's exactly what Stalin always said. You can go back and research this. His favorite words were, give me, my, give me your children. Let me teach them. And I'll take your country. And in a way, right now, as we look at what's going on in our public schools, in our colleges, give me your children and I will take your country. Interesting. All right. So that's it for just this mean time, this moment in time. Uh, we have a show today uh, from one to three. If you like this, come back, have more. We love your input. Jamie, any last words? And I guess we'll I would just encourage on. everybody that to take a step back away from being told what to think or how to act or what to say and figure out who you are. And because in no way does the media and what they're doing in Congress, I think I, I think that they're a really poor representation of the people right now. And I think that everybody on both sides, if we just take a step back and figure out who we are, what we want, what we stand for, even if it means supporting a president that you didn't vote for, even if it means that you hate the way that he talks to people or whatever, but there are things he's doing that are good. It doesn't, everything that, he does is not tainted we need to no. stop letting other people speak he's for just us. real like you said this, we need to stop being silent exactly and speak up um he's real 
sometimes he he says things that well I'm not going to agree with absolutely what he did with the senator late husband all that business uh, no no it was wrong I'm never going to agree with what he did um, but if he was my friend I'd tell him you know I feel like he is our friend. I don't even know him. I've never even met him. But I do respect what he's doing for our country. And I respect um, uh, his strength. And he's strong and, and hardcore. And we need it right now. Well, and that's a good point. Like, he is very unapologetic. But you don't get somebody who is so unapologetic where you need him to be without also him being that way in other areas that we kind of cringe. Yeah. And we, you know, and so with every good, there's some bad. He's not perfect. Yeah. Right. Um, In fact, he made a comment. um, I heard through Christian friends that he spoke at a banquet where he said, look, God's not finished with me yet. You know, I'm not quite there yet, but his heart is there. Well, and I mean, so. I think that's something everybody, every single person can appreciate is at least he's transparent. Like what you see is what you get. No there's liar. No, there's mm-hmm. no guessing. No. There's no feeling betrayed. Like it is just, he's just there. He's, he's raw. Out there. Yeah. No he's question raw. raw. And sometimes uh, it's not favorable. But anyway, all right. Have a very Merry Christmas. Know that uh, we're, we care about all of you. We love sharing this and we're thinking of your families. And for those of you that this time of the year is tough, just know you're in our prayers and you're not alone. Everyone in life, every single one of us goes through seasons that sometimes are difficult, but always know that tomorrow, you know, we always have tomorrow. All right. God bless you.